It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. Warner Brothers is proud to present the story of a guy. Morning. I'm here. And his bike. James Bond kind of stuff. Together for the first time in their first big movie. I meant to do that. I say we kill him. Yeah! I say we let him go. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent ya. <laughs> what? What? Hello. Welcome to The Film with Three Brains. I'm Cohen in New Jersey. And this is Sean in Chicago. There's a Sam out there. <laughs> <laughs> now you're doing... The quotes from the week before. <laughs> I thought you sounded it's, like a like a someone's terrible impression of Richard Nixon, like from Point Break. <laughs> I'm not a crook. <laughs> Even better. Yeah, it's really hard to um, channel uh, the Reverend without actually watching it. At least for me, I'm Sean can do it. <laughs> Get off the island. <laughs> I knew you could. Uh, yeah, listeners, if you haven't one. listened to our last episode previous to this one, you should. It was a good one. Yeah, good times. Uh, it was that one was coming to America, but this one <laughs> is Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> From uh, what year was this? Nineteen eighty. What? Eighty-five. Eighty-five. That's what I got. Uh, yeah, so Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee-wee Herman, his big, uh, his big film debut after being, I don't know, I don't know, he was like, I guess Pee-wee Herman was like his stand-up character, right? And then there was the show. Yeah. And then there was the movie. Was it stand-up or? Yeah. It was, it was the Pee-wee Herman show? Well, I think Paul Rubens did the character in his, stand, his early stand-up routines. Yeah, like 1980 yeah. or something, 82-ish. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, he, you're saying he had the character done before this right. movie ever came out. Correct. Okay. Uh, directed by Tim Burton, which I think some people are kind of surprised by. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. It's comedy. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, quick synopsis. Pee-wee Herman plays an adult-aged child, man-child <laughs> type. Um, whose prized possession is his vintage bicycle, sort of custom pimped out. He had a, had all kinds of cool stuff done to it. Um, everybody wants it. And then, uh, his, his sort of arch and his frenemy, I suppose, they seem like maybe they were friends at one point, a rich kid wants it and he won't sell it to him. So the rich kid steals it. And, uh, but then tells him the guy who's told to get rid of it because he gets cold feet. And so this is basically a road movie about Pee Wee Herman traveling across country to get his bike back because of, uh, uh, a fake psychic tells him it's at the Alamo in Texas. <laughs> 
We don't really know where he's starting from, right? They don't really they don't really say. No. I don't think it's obvious. That's not the point. I know. Anyway, but I mean it's uh, kind of important that he gets Right. Well, we just know that it's through. far. Yeah. That's all that matters. That's true. Wherever he starts out from is far from Texas. Um, yeah. So anyway, I uh, I haven't seen this in a while, but I've seen it enough times to not there were, were no like oh yeah I forgot about that N- that didn't happen. Hmm. Um, I probably I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen it. it. It's many. Really? Yeah. Saw it in the theater. Saw it on video. Probably saw it. I don't know how many times on video. Cable, whatever. But it's been a while. I bet you it's been 15 years since I've seen it. I remember seeing it at Sam's house, but I don't remember. Is that right? I think it was. It like when it first came out on, v- on, on I, video? On video, I think. Yeah. Because I remember all talk, everyone talking about it, but I don't think it was like. It wasn't the same birthday party where we watched Sleepaway Camp or, you know. Right. Correct. But Although I guess it could be. I wouldn't remember. It could be. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, I've only seen it then maybe three times. Really? Oh, really? So That's I was, it? I was in that category of like, yeah, um, where did this come from? I don't remember this part. I, oh, you yeah. Know, the, 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 the tequila in the bar, The um, of course, Large Marge, you can never forget that. Um, right. You know, the big, you know, the Alamo and stuff like moments, that. But yeah. yeah. I remembered enough of it, but yeah, there was some of the dream sequences and stuff were like, whoa, what? Oh, you know what? That's a good point. I kind of forgot how many dream sequences there were. I thought watching it so close to um, Beetlejuice, Hmm. you realize like, oh, those arches in the dream sequence, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, oh, it's the same, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it you seems surprising see. that if you if you haven't seen it or you, or you haven't seen it in a long time and and you didn't realize Tim Burton directed, I think a lot of people are like, "Well, that's weird." But then you watch it, and you're like, "Oh, well, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense." <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but Danny Elfman didn't do the music for this, right? No, he did. He yeah, did. He did. Is yeah. this the first time yeah. he did it? This is his first one. His first one. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then before this. Tim Burton had only done Frankenweenie, right? Frankenweenie, yeah. and that was a, that wasn't even a feature, was it, or was it? No, it, it was a short. And then it was a short, short, right? Vin- Vincent, I don't know what that is, but Frankenweenie, I know. I think they're both shorts. Are they both stop motion or claymation or something? Uh, I I don't remember. Uh, I haven't. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. It says Vincent's. Oh, is narrated by Vincent Price. Oh, I've seen that. I don't remember it's it very well, but yeah, I've black seen and that. white and uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, this this is it, huh? This is the start of the Elfman Burton dynasty. Dynasty <laughs> <laughs> juggernaut. Yeah, I mean, for a while anyway. Um. Yeah. So, what did you guys like? Sean, you haven't, you, yeah. like, do you recall your, your sort of your memories of it, your opinion of it from back then? Pretty much. I think, I think that if anything, I like it more now than I did then. Yeah. I mean, I liked it and we all liked, we all, you know, would try to do the large Marge scene and we would <laughs> and do the Pee Wee Herman voice and like this, there's so many fun things when you're a kid, but I, <laughs> for example, like I watched it yesterday and I was, 
I was pretty grumpy like all day. I was just like, things weren't going my way. I was just having one of those days, you know? Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll watch this movie. I sat down. As soon as I started watching it, like, I just was giggling, you know? I, I like, it made me, it made me feel good. It made me feel better. It was like a tonic yeah. for the soul. <laughs> yeah. And I did not expect, I mean, I expected it to be kind of funny and amusing and stuff, but I like, it re- It literally lifted my mood. It just like, <laughs> something about Pee-wee just, just making noises, you know, just doing his, <laughs> you know, all this stuff. Yeah. Everything he does, it's just, it just, it's just amusing. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can see how people would watch it. If you've never seen it, you don't know anything about it. You'd watch it and you'd be like, what is this? What the hell is going on? <laughs> and I pity those people because they're missing out if they can't like, you know, I, I, I like how unapologetic it is about what it is. Yeah. It doesn't explain anything. It doesn't, <laughs> it, there's no training wheels. There's just, it's just like, here we go. Here's Pee Wee. Yeah, it just yeah. is like you accept it, it or is. you don't. Yeah. But it's easy to accept because it's, it's also quite funny. It is. It is and right, funny. right from the start, you know, from the ridiculous dream sequence that clearly is not France. You know? Yes. <laughs> like they have a French flag up. <laughs> like one. There's like one flag up. Oh, they must be in France. <laughs> but yeah, the the like all the goofy shit in his house and yeah. It's like that all still cracks me up. The way specs spec gar, gar, uh, food bowl looks so big. And you think it's because of the perspective, but then he runs over to it. No, it really is. That, you know, the dumb little things like that really crack me up. And the dumb yeah. shit with the like the the, the tape on his face. <laughs> it's so weird. It just when he tears it off and he screams, it, I it, I I can't help myself. It always makes me laugh out loud. It's so dumb. Or you know, like he he has this this contraption that makes his whole breakfast and then he just pours Mr. T cereal on it and eats a few bites of cereal. (laughs) Right. And then he's done. (laughs) Doesn't have any orange juice or any of that other shit. Oh. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I I think some of the movie's pretty perfect. Yeah. uh, My only real gripe is that some of the, I could have lived with like one less dream sequence. But I don't know. I kind of sometimes as I, I, I was watching. It, I was thinking, did, I, did the Coen brothers sort of base their Lebowski dream sequence on this movie? <laughs> it just <laughs> totally felt so similar. I don't know. I know the content's different, but. That's funny. Just, I was, I was kind like of thinking the, about that, too. Like, yeah. Like the visual style of it just feels sort of similar. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. Well, maybe. I mean, he's not a he's not a detective, but he but you know he's on a the case of finding his bicycle. Yeah, and he and he, <laughs> things just kind of work out for him, even though he most of the time doesn't know what's going on or or he, you yeah. know he's misguided in what he's doing. But I love I yeah. I love just overarching. I love the humor is it's always like everything's just like taken to the extreme, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which I really like. Like the the gag with the chain, you know, when he's locking up yeah. his bike, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or the the meeting he has for, about his bike, you know, like right. The... <laughs> <laughs> Here's a scale model of the mall. You know, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the other thing. I was like, oh, there's a scale model, same as in Beetlejuice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. just these little things that I'm like, oh, that's they're just little quirky things that show up. <laughs> yeah. And there's hints of darkness about it, but it's not like, you know, there's... Yeah. <laughs> Even the bad stuff that happens, I mean, obviously the, the biker gang loves him. Everybody loves him, but, yeah. um, you know, there's menace. Apparently Tim Burton is, has his cameo is, is right before when he goes to the uh, fortune teller. Oh, oh, is he in the, He's is in the he in alley? The, in the alley? Something? Yeah. I couldn't tell, but I, just read <laughs> I love that, that like, scene. Oh. Cause it's like, all he does is hiss and they're like, it's like a skinny little dipshit hissing is still just a skinny little dipshit, you know. <laughs> but he's local. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Cracks me up. Yeah. Um, yeah. He gets away or like the the, the role he does off the bike and in front of the kids. <laughs> I meant to do that. That's like my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> that when he rides off on the motorcycle. Through the oh, <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> It's so it's so nonchalant the way that it happens. Like the camera doesn't move. There's no music. It's just like it just sits and waits. Yeah, <laughs> and watches as it happens. <clears throat> this movie yeah. kind of reminds. I, I never thought about it before, but it kind of reminds me of Forrest Gump a little bit. If it did, you know, it's like Forrest Gump not taking itself so goddamn seriously. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of parallels involved, right? Yeah. He, there's a little altruism, like when he goes, he saves the pets in the end. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most oh, part, yeah. it's it's a lot of self interest. That like was he's um, a, you know. one of the tidbits I actually read is that Paul Rubens really does is really is afraid of snakes, <laughs> 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 and they couldn't figure out a way to shoot it, like convincingly without him just doing it. So he did. So those are real snakes that he grabbed. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like when um they put the tarantula on Daniel Stern's face. Yeah. He was he was in Home Alone. He was terrified of spiders. Yeah. And they're like, Well, what if we just do it for like two seconds? He's like, All right. He's like he's like, Okay, fine, fine, just do it. And he does it and his scream is real. Wasn't supposed to, weren't they supposed to like do a little a quick run through first and then they actually is put that the what real it was? Sweat? I don't remember. I think, I think he wasn't yeah. prepared, yeah. Kind of like you know when when Alan Rickman gets dropped from the right Nakatomi right. Plaza, like, right. like oh yeah we'll do it. This is just a practice take, and then you get, you know right. they do it for real. We'll do it real. on three one. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it also it, it kind of reminded me of um, I found myself wondering if sort of Jim Carrey was a fan of this movie because there's so many there's a few things about Ace Ventura Pet Detective that kind of remind me. And there's a scene in the second Ace Ventura where he's afraid of bats. Mm-hmm. And he, and he, 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 like, he has a moment where he comes running out with a bat in his hand, you know, right, right. And he puts it down and he goes, yuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also the, the, um, the mirror scene, um, you know, uh, kind of reminded me that, you know, that him taping himself, uh, <laughs> right. taping himself and then, oh, and, uh, yeah. yeah. In the Truman yeah, show? I definitely think that. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot of this that that gets subtle nods back to. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good stuff. I'd be <laughs> curious. I'd be curious what. Um, I'm always fascinated by what 
because uh, Paul Rubens was a stand-up comedian. And, I mean, this is a comedy. I'm always curious what, like, uh, sort of uh, the most successful stand-up comedians, like the people they like, you know, because it's surprising sometimes. It's like, um, like everybody loved and respected Bob Saget. Mm. But most people, just your average Joe, kind of just considered him that, you know, that sort of doofy dipshit on a, a, a terrible sitcom. Yeah. Or the but, host of America's Funniest. Or America's. host of America's Funniest. But he was a, a, he was a, a, a pretty successful stand-up comedian that other comedians, very successful comedians, respected and liked. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what they think of would say about Paul Rubens or this movie. And I'm just curious. I've never heard anyone speak about it, so I'm just wondering. Yeah, that's um, a good point. I don't know. Who did he have a crew? Did he have people? He, I mean, he had obviously a few people that were in like Phoebe's Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Some of the voices and stuff, but right, but yeah. <laughs> oh man, I mean, I I don't know if we want to um, jump to like his personal life, but sure. The the whole, <laughs> I mean, if you're not aware, if you're if you're not old like us or in the you know similar ages, you probably don't know the rise and fall and rise, I guess, of Paul Rubens because it kind of right. went from this to you know him being sort of shunned because of getting caught in a in a adult theater in florida i think the 90s i want to say early 90s maybe something like that yeah um because i I remember like i remember that being a big deal and and you think about it now in terms of me too and some of the other uh, or you know worse yeah, if there's something worse than that, there's sure all kinds of shit Harvey Weinstein's of the world, the Cosby, things of that nature. Exactly, and and the way Paul Rubens was treated was equal to or above some of those people. You know, like the way he was, the way people people's attitudes shifted about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't just. I mean, it was jokes. Of course, there was some some jokes about it. I can't remember any jokes, but um, it was just sort of like, oh, he's he's creepy. He's you know, and I think. I feel like this is just my opinion, but the fact that he did a, a like a children's show and like this movie's PG and like the the sort of appeal for naive or or young audiences probably is what made people feel like you know oh there's something extra creepy about this yeah and I would liken it to the way people think homosexuality has anything to do with pedophilia I mean it's like right. it's crazy how people cannot get that straight <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it, that's, it happened. And anyway, so he, he went through that time and I, I just wonder if, if his career would have um, take, taken a different turn or just been better in general or what. I mean, obviously it would have been better, but, you know, maybe he would have been sick of it all after a while anyway. And then he did come back, you know, toward the end of our run, like Mystery Men and he started working again. You know, you started noticing him again, but like mm-hmm. it wasn't the same, you know, it wasn't like. Yeah. Oh, it's Pee-wee's back. It was more like, oh, it's Paul Rubens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He had Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's the one I always think of for that. some reason. <laughs> when I think of the things he did outside of Pee-wee Herman, I, I always think of that one. I don't know why. Did you guys because read that? Because it was close enough to it that it was fun to see him. Yeah. Oh, cl- yeah. Did you read that, that he d- no longer did interviews as Pee-wee? After mm-hmm. that incident, I was like, oh, Whoa. I mean, I guess that makes a certain amount of sense. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's like, it's sort of like Shouldn't. killed his, his spirit a little bit because, oh yeah, 
He could have done whatever he wants, and he was doing whatever he wanted. He was being Pee-wee. That's what he wanted to do most of the time. And then, you know, he had to be more Paul Rubens. Like, oh, what have you done to him? I mean, look, I don't, I don't know the details. I just know it was, I think, an adult theater. I think illegal. There was nothing illegal about it. There was nothing extremely shady, necessarily. I mean, it was just an, an X-rated movie theater he was in, right? Yeah, and I think he was kicked caught like he was yeah, doing he stuff was arrested for it. for it yeah indecent exposure yeah i think he was okay he was spanking it right there yeah. on the theater okay. yeah i mean i guess <laughs> maybe it depends on which state you're in you know because for him it was florida yeah i mean it's florida for god's sake <laughs> well, that's what i'm saying well, i mean if he'd have killed somebody it'd have been fine oh right, right. <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's illegal to masturbate in a movie in an adult theater um <laughs> but but you, can, uh, yeah. you can run around half naked and throw, blow some fireworks off and, and stab an alligator and you'd be fine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just making wild so, generalizations about Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Sorry, Florida. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So. So, um, I don't know the whole thing, if you actually going to go into it a little bit, um, it was a raid on the cinema and there were multiple yeah. people who were arrested, not mm, just that's him. Right. I forgot that. So yeah. And he, you know, was arrested and his bail was $219. So, hmm. but it didn't matter because everyone, you know, CBS stopped airing his TV show merchandisers and that stopped. Yeah. Uh, you know, he said he was innocent, but he never had to do anything. He never had to have a court case. There never was anything. They just said he had to, he had to pay a small fine, but it didn't matter. Like that's, I mean, that's kind of the nature of the press, right? Like yeah. it doesn't matter what the truth is. A story sells and you're, right. you're, you're guilty and to, um, you know, until you can prove yourself innocent, but how are you going to prove yourself yeah. innocent in that case? Yeah. Um, well, innocent of, Innocent of being, you know, uh, uh, malevolent or 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 criminal in some or in some way, you know. I mean, yeah. I I think. I mean, or was was the raid because the whole place was illegal, or just because? Right. It wasn't for him. It wasn't for him. Right. It wasn't okay. for him. So he, yes, and apparently they they were saying that he was, you know, the the person, the undercover officer said that he was in there touching himself with his left hand and whatever. He's like, I'm right-handed. It was, I wasn't doing that. My clothes were on. You know, like he, he, he had given an interview uh, of all places to like Playboy magazine um, <laughs> sometime later saying that, you know, had we gone to trial, you know, it, I don't think anything would have ever come to this, but you can't have the, the PB Herman masturbation trial. Like that just like, <laughs> what, what, how much more press is that going to get? You know? <laughs> Like it, it doesn't matter if you win, you lose. And you already yeah. lost. Yeah. You know? But I, you know, we see this happen over and over. You know, that's... Shanine well, O'Connor lost. She wasn't wrong. You know? Well, I, I was wondering if, if it would be different now in the age well, of the internet. Of course it would be now. Media. But would it be better or worse? Like, would he be I able don't think to anyone would care. Himself? They'd be like, who cares? It was a guy masturbating. Right. It's in, in the grand scheme of things, especially 
the Me Too stuff we just talked about, like it's small potatoes and people really wouldn't care that much. That would be my assumption, but maybe I'm just being nostalgic about it. And I mean, I think there's always going to be the people that are like, well, this is a small kid's entertainer. So the idea that he's touching yeah. stuff and now we have to explain to our little kids what does that mean and why was he doing that and all mm -hmm. this stuff it puts every parent in an awkward situation that they don't want to be in so it's yeah. really easy to hate him for it you know yeah honestly yeah i mean i've only seen this movie a few times but i was a faithful watcher of the the peewee's playhouse oh yeah i mean yeah i you watched it at your house a few times Saturday i'm pretty morning. sure yeah yeah hmm no you must remember know. you don't remember that with the, the I, I remember the show. I just yeah. don't remember watching it very often. I mean, not. <laughs> I just remember watching it multiple times and like you know screaming at the word of the day and all that, all that <laughs> business. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So he was in the Groundlings. That was he did stand up comedy and he did like sketch comedy and that's why Phil Hartman's in the movie because they were in the Groundlings together. Will Ferrell was in the Groundlings after, but oh. and well, Phil Hartman people. wrote it too. Yeah, him, mm -hmm. Paul Rubens, and another guy was a John Paragon. He was also in the Groundlings, and they wrote this together. I thought it was Mark somebody, but... I, oh, maybe I'm... Mark Michael Varhol. Oh, yeah. I thought... Uh, who the hell's John Paragon? <laughs> I, get I, do, I do like that they said that they had never written a screenplay before, so they bought a book on how it's supposed to go, mm -hmm. you know, yep. and went, followed it line by line, so it's a 90-page... A screenplay, ninety-minute movie, yeah. follows all the beats. Yeah, they they read a Sid Field book, who's a famous screenplay like how-to writer. I've read a couple of his books <laughs> <laughs> to the point where it's become sort of a, um, a you know a joke mm -hmm. because he teaches you know he teaches the basics you know three act structure, right. Right, he's not he's not going into the finer points of when right. the climax happens and stuff. It's more like big, oh. big rocks. Well, it's that. It's that. It's I like mean, Save the Cat, too. Save the Cat. But Save yeah. the Cat's more specific, isn't it? Like about the... Very specific. Yeah. Yeah. Which still blows my mind. Like, I, you think about all the people that... And, and we're in this boat, of course. Like, all the people that would love to write a movie. But you're like, where do you start? And now, if you have this recipe this formula sure seem, seemingly formula i mean i guess the truth is has to be that it's not that simple it's not you don't just put words in the right place you know beats in the right place and then, and then you have a movie you have a great movie or something wow you'll have it something. helps it might not be good but you'll have something <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah you could still make a crappy movie but at least you know at least the structure is there the story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. But that's the controversy is if you don't follow the structure, then is it, is it gimmicky? Is it gonna, is it in its own way? Is you better have work? a good reason though, right? I mean, right. it just depends. Like we all expect the structure. That structure is not unique to movies. It's, it's, it's storytelling. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's books. It's, it's the, the Iliad and the Odyssey. I mean, it goes back forever. But we also will tear apart movies that don't follow that structure, like you know the double mumbo jumbo stuff, or you know when when oh, when yeah. movies go astray, it's very easy to to point out where they went astray, which helps too. Yeah. 
helps us doesn't help them at all <laughs> it's they already screwed up so these <laughs> yeah never mind <laughs> anyway I, yeah. I think the thing about it <laughs> yeah so clearly just following the structure doesn't mean anything because we've reviewed a ton of movies that follow the structure and none of them are like this movie true like if you kind of look at what tim burton was doing at this time he's making movies in a, in a, a string of movies that to this day, I can't think of anyone else who has paralleled him for making quirky, funny movies. That sure. Don't, you know, there's nothing about him that is gimmicky. You know, they're truly just creative and odd. I think, and I think. Fun and endearing. Yeah. In I ways. think eventually they became a little gimmicky. I think he started to sort of retread well-worn paths in his movies. Like, I can't remember the last... I'm trying to think of... Maybe Big Fish was the last time I saw one of his films. I went, wow, that was really good. And that was a while ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why I said that during this time he was making Oh, during string. that period. Yes, okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah, because That's he did. He came out with, you know, Pee Wee Herman, Edward mm-hmm. Scissorhands, Beetlejuice... Batman, then Batman Returns sucked, but Nightmare Before Christmas also really unique and mm-hmm. fun. And yeah, it's, so this just Mars incredible types. streak. And, and I can't think of anyone who's made movies this creative since mm-hmm. then. You know, like put a, every now maybe, and then there's something fun that shows up. Like, yeah, you could say that. Maybe Napoleon Dynamite had some of the same sensibilities as as P.B. Herman, just not as over the top of a character, yeah. but still pretty over the top. Yeah. But who, you know? Who, I think Terry else? Gilliam as a filmmaker is sort of in the same sort of same, you know, ballpark a little bit. But yeah, I mean, he's the, he's very original voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he was. They would have liked. Tim Burton to do uh, Pee Wee's Big Top, but he was already doing Beetlejuice, I think. Mm-hmm. And it suffers because I, I don't remember it that well, but I do remember it not having that that weirdness. Not it tried, you know, it, it, but it, it tried not, in like a different way or something. I don't know. It leaned it just, into the, to the circus part, but not in a yeah. as, not in a Tim Burton way. Yeah, at least from what I can remember, but. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe the guy, the French dude who did like uh, City Lost Children, Delicatessen. Mm. You know, he's got. I mean, again, we're yeah, talking, he does, he we're talking ballparks. Voice. You know, just like people who are sort of sort of similar in their own way. You know, I mean, there's 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 like I don't know. I guess animators who are you know, because Tim Burton seems like maybe in the beginning he was. I mean, yeah, obviously he does animation. He's produced or directed several animated films but i don't mm-hmm. know but yeah i mean he's not uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's no one quite like him mm-hmm. huh. yeah. yeah well for someone who is in love with quirky comedies it's it, you know i gotta wait a long time for them to come along yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah, I, I think, guess you know, I, goes, I, I, I was thinking about it. Um, uh, 
uh, Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, very unique, quirky. He's got his own voice. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah, I think you're you're right. Um, Jean Pierre Junot um, with Amelie, City of Lost Children. You know, those are. Mm-hmm. He has I think, his own voice. I think Wes Anderson sort of could have been, but I think he just keeps going back to the same well over and over, and I find it really frustrating. Yeah, yeah I think. Well, I think that's the thing you know you said with Tim Burton that you know once it got past um, what was it, Big Fish? Was that your your last one that you? Well, enjoyed? I, you I remember was liking that, right? Yeah, I liked Big Fish. I did um, too. Yeah, but, but even before the Big Fish was like that was sort of a return to form after a whole string of stinkers or like a couple. Sleepy Hollow, I didn't really care for. Planet of the Apes is fucking dog shit. That's the one I was going to bring up because that's so out of his wheelhouse. Yeah, that was so bad. too far out. Yeah. Yeah. And then he sort of came back with Big Fish, which I like. But then he did Charlie and Chocolate Factory with Johnny Depp, and I fucking hate that movie. I really don't like it. I didn't either. Including, for for once, Danny Elfman, I don't think, knocked it out of the park with the music either. Yeah. I thought it was a little, a lot of retread kind of, you know. I mean, because the first one, I mean, I, I don't think it was, honestly, I didn't think it was that bad. I just don't know yeah. why he did it. Like, how do you remake a movie like that? That's, yeah. especially with Gene Wilder, like Johnny Depp wasn't bad. And I, and I, I, I appreciate he that he, terrible. he, I, I, <laughs> I like that he parents. did a different, he did something different, you know, yes. but he had to, because he's not Gene Wilder. Like you can't like, come on. And that goes to the music as well. Cause Gene Wilder, you know could sing like crazy and then so that that worked as well hmm. all that shit did not work for me in the new one yeah and now there's another new one coming out that looks terrible too yeah i don't have time for that yeah is it a sequel kind of thing or what no it's a prequel for christ's oh, sake come on let's see how wonka <laughs> became wonka who gives a shit well they Ugh. already covered that in the in the last I one i know Ugh. Yeah. The de- so, I thought the dentist part was kind of kind of good as well. His dad being a, a dentist, and hmm. I, don't, I don't I don't even remember that at all. <laughs> I blocked it. Sam, what were you going to say? Oh, I say, did either of you guys see Big Eyes or the new Wednesday show? Sure. I, both, yes. I haven't seen either. Any of them good? Big Eyes is pretty good. I, I I look back on it sort of with the rose-colored glasses a bit because it was one of um, it's probably the last time I ever went to a test screening in the city, and it wasn't it wasn't done yet, and so whenever whenever I when, I've only seen a handful of test screenings, but when it's like that for someone like him, it's like oh this is fucking awesome, <laughs> I get to see this for anyone else and fill out a form and tell them why I like or don't like it, you know, so I don't know it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, Wednesday's really good. It's very entertaining. You know, it's like popcorn. You know, it's just, it goes, it moves quick, pushes all the right buttons. You know, it's not, it's not uh, transformative That's what or anything. popcorn does? Yeah, man. <laughs> you like popcorn? <laughs> God damn. What are you saying? from Real Genius? <laughs> moves quick and pushes all the right buttons. Yeah. Like it's a popcorn your... show, movie, whatever. It's good though. It's worth seeing. Um, do you guys see Dark Shadows with also Ugh, John? Yes. Jones? I I don't know how I feel about I that, but it. I can't believe it made almost two hundred fifty million dollars. I, I don't know. That I don't that includes it. like foreign box office. I think. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. No thanks. Some of it was amusing, but it was I, I didn't like it. <laughs> Not one bit. Hard to keep the magic going. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like Dumbo. Ugh. God damn. Uh, I didn't like Dumbo either. I didn't like Alice in Wonderland. Like I don't. I, anything Johnny Depp is in after uh, Ed Wood, I don't. I don't think I like. It's Tim Burton yeah. movies. I mean, right? Oh yeah, no, they're not good. And they all seem like permutations of his Ed Wood character. Hmm. What about Sweeney Todd? Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> I don't know why you would, yeah. but I just thought. I'd I guess he was. There. He didn't. He didn't have that sort of like dumb shit voice in it. I guess. Yeah, I don't remember. It's sort of his really Wonka, you know. Um, oh, yeah. Ed Wood voice. Yeah. I feel like Mars Attacks is sister. perhaps. What's that? How about the Twisted Sister in there? <laughs> I did not. I did not know that was Twisted Sister until this time watching it. Oh yeah. Like I might have. I might have known it in the past and forgot it, but yeah. when I watched it this time, that was a new thing. I was like, oh, it's Twisted Sister. <laughs> which I like then you can actually see the TS emblem on yeah, yeah. I think the car at one point yeah. but I never like really put it together I thought it was just kind of a joke and then I was like no that's actually Twisted Sister <laughs> yeah it, such a random cameo but it's not they met each other at a MTV New Year's party at some other point and they both expressed that they were fans of one another do you tell <laughs> really <laughs> Yeah, and so Paul Rubens got uh, D. Snyder's number, and they he was in L.A. and called him, like I said, oh, we're doing some shows, and you know, let's get together. And PB's like, well, we're doing a movie. Do you want to be in it? And <laughs> and he was like, well, okay. And he thought he thought that he's like, well, what you know, what song do you want? And and you know he didn't think that that Paul Rubens really knew their music. Like he thought it'd just be like you know we're not going to take it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's and he's like this is the song I want. And he's like all right. <laughs> so he was he was thrilled. That's so funny. yeah. Did we, did we have Twisted Sister in some other movie too? Uh, like, you mean like we covered them one of their times. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, hmm. We may have like, talked about the guy in the video. I feel like in Money from, Pit or something. I don't know. I feel like there was something. Maybe there was a song or whatever. Oh, anyway, I well, felt like this wasn't our first Twisted Sister. Hmm. You know. Anyway. It was so. a nice addition. Hmm. Yeah. So I was surprised that his original idea was Pollyanna. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, he, because he apparently really likes that movie and it's an orphan that sort of brings cheer to the town. So that, that kind of tracks. <laughs> and then, of course, he was, I think he was writing the the screenplay at the studios and, and Ritter was riding bikes around. And then he was like, oh, I think he requested a bike, right? To, you know, and then he sort of started thinking about bikes, and then that became his MacGuffin or whatever. You know, like yeah, it's all, all about bikes. Yeah, which I think was a good choice. Sure, it's like it's silly. It's it, it's 
it kind of like <laughs> I don't know why it's a good choice, but I mean, obviously, because it can be part of his identity, and it, and he really likes it, and Francis really likes it, and all that stuff. But like, as far as being a, a child, that people, you know, it, like he's he's a goofball around town, but people like him. Yeah, and he likes his bikes, and you don't really like you don't worry about that stuff. You don't. I mean, you. I mean, if you again, if you've never seen it, you probably would be like, "What the hell? Why? Why? Why is he obsessed with bikes? And why doesn't he have a car? And why? You know." But, well, who cares? I mean, like that's because he's Pee Wee. I mean, that's that's the yeah. that's the answer to everything. It's like he's because well, yeah. He's I mean, also yeah, like you said, he's kind of a child, and like I feel like a child's prized possession, especially in the '80s, was their bike. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was like the only source of real true freedom any kid really has. This is true. <laughs> or like autonomy, you know. Mm-hmm. Just get on your bike and go. Yeah, we definitely lived that. Yes. Not being able to, you know, walk to each other's houses or anything. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, bi- and then it mentioned the bicycle thieves, which I don't think is that important. It's just sort of like, you know. Well, it's, some people say it's a parody or farce or something, but I, who cares? I mean, maybe he used a couple yeah. ideas. It's 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 a drama. It's not even you know it's not funny or, or anything. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> once he gets on the road, it's when I really started like my my mind started you know regressing. You know, I was like, yeah, we're yeah. going on the road, and then you know, <laughs> I forgot how quickly Large Marge comes up. I thought it was much later. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, no. That's a whole se- sequence is pretty quick because he's yeah. got the awesome sequence with the prison breakout. The little dress. Where did he get the women's clothing from? It's like I've seen better heads on boils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this this is the um this is the first movie we've cho- we've we've reviewed that I for a moment considered letting my kids watch and I'm glad I didn't because I did kind of forget some of the darker parts not just I was like oh I might have to fast forward to large margin but there's other stuff too that a three and a five-year-old would be like ah no. yeah a little too young yeah <laughs> I made my niece and nephew watch them when they were like seven and nine yeah did they and like it yeah <laughs> yeah they, they quoted it and they they still know that I love it too <laughs> I remember having this on VHS the first time renting it and rewinding and pausing the large Marge scene just to see the face and putting it in slow motion. I remember doing that slow motion over and over and over. It just is so fast and so funny, so ridiculous. Yeah. And doing the sound. Yeah. It looked like this. I love his reaction to the way he goes, ah, he screams. It's so random. Well, it's not, ra- I mean, it, it's worked into the, the diner scene, you know, like, oh, large Marge sent me. What? And that's such a great, like, old urban folklore. Like, they yeah. just worked the whole thing right into the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, the guys that did that claymation stuff did other something brother cheat I can't and I have it up here but the the brothers that did that also mm-hmm. did like critters and um, oh yeah yeah <laughs> that's great. what's the other one they did 
I love critters. <laughs> I have not seen that since I saw it at the theater. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's not yeah. it's not good, but I like it. I'm pretty sure we, we watched saw it together. Probably. I don't remember watching a video. I remember seeing it in the theater with I thought you, Sean. Did I see I thought we saw Critters 2 in the theater, but it's kind of a letdown. Critters start when, when they're in, uh, <laughs> in a spaceship. Kind. It's kind of a letdown. Kind of Critters a letdown. Critters 2 is so kind bad. of a letdown. <laughs> really? I thought that was one of those movies that's so big, like Star Wars, that we weren't going to review it. <laughs> There's just nothing like, left to say. The whole yeah. Critters franchise, we got to just steer away from that one. They're like, Star Wars... Uh, Raiders and Critters. The critters. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Is, it, is Critters, I start out in outer space, right? In a ship? Hell yeah, they the, do. We yeah, want the Crites. Yeah. They're escaped square. convicts. Yeah. Yes. They escape from yeah. an intergalactic prison. I'm pretty sure it's with one of you two. <laughs> thought Sean to see that one. Yeah. Well, that's definitely the sort of movie I would have tried my best to convince any one of you guys to go see with me because oh, there was I, well, I had to see it <laughs> <laughs> i can't let uh, something like that get away from me i mean yeah i can't well, well i'm sure we'll review it someday we'll see if it holds up someday <laughs> it's on my list i got i gotta say always in the back of my mind i'm thinking one of these days i'm gonna have a dog named spack I wonder if there were a bunch since then. A bunch of people who did that. <laughs> who he somehow forgets that he has when he goes on his adventure and that he right, takes care of. Yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just one last thing about Critters. Most people don't know that Leonardo DiCaprio was in Critters 3. Oh, yeah. Well, that's some real deep dive uh, trivia yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> We can move on now, I think. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, he's... <laughs> every every scene is... Even if it's so stupid, it's just... It's still funny. It's like, okay, Speck. Okay, Speck. Put Daddy back on the phone. You know, like... Just ridiculous dialogue, but it just... It works. Yeah. It does. You, you don't think it's just because we're... We're guys, or we were we were boys then, right? Nope, nope. No, this movie stands. <laughs> this movie. But I mean, this does it is... appeal to? Uh, you know, know. This that's a good question. Still has to appeal to kids. Like, like I said, my niece Imagine. and nephew liked it. Yeah. It's totally innocent. It's super quirky. Yeah. Although when my kids are old enough, I'll have them watch it. And I guarantee they'll like it because there's so many, just, just like the Pratt falls and the Mm -hmm. funny voices, you know, like kids dig that shit. Mine do anyway. Yeah. And you would, you can imagine you lived in a house like that and you, you know, (laughs) you do nothing. I mean, there's no mention of a work or or anything like that. (laughs) Right. I, when he was at the bike store, I was like, oh, is this Saturday or something? Like, well, does it really matter? No, it probably doesn't matter. <laughs> what day it is. <laughs> yeah. There is, uh, I got to say that I, I do really like the idea of the the adult child who somehow never got to, never had to grow up. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a theme I really like because we're all stuck in 
being adults. Yep. <laughs> Sucks. There's no there's no <laughs> rewind button or <laughs> Well, I mean, even I was I was surprised to see which critics of Siskel and Ebert liked it. Oh yeah, yeah, it was actually Ebert, hmm. and Siskel gave it a rare zero star review. What <laughs> in in print anyway? You know? What? That's what it said in Wikipedia. Dumb shit. <laughs> I think you know for for whatever reason Ebert sort of must have gone along with it, and Siskel was just just wasn't wasn't having it. He couldn't sanction his buffoonery. I guess. Wait, you've said that before. That was the... Uh, it's, it's the reason Tommy Lee Jones hates Jim Carrey. Tommy Lou Jones, that's it. <laughs> According to Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just in some restaurant and he said that to him? Yeah. Yeah. They were making Batman forever together and Jim Carrey saw, saw him across the room and he like went over to say hi and he seemed visibly uncomfortable and so he said Jim, Jim Carrey says you know so I asked him I'm like what, what, what's going on here do you just not like me <laughs> <laughs> and he tells him he cannot sanction his buffoonery or he can't is it sanction I don't remember something he couldn't like yeah yeah couldn't abide his his buffoonery or I don't know his sensibilities offended him <laughs> <laughs> well. so it's the critics on Rotten Tomatoes critic score is eighty eight, and the audience score is seventy nine. Yeah, I think people are. It, it. I mean, it became a cult classic pretty quickly. Yeah, and I think that helps a lot because, you know, people looking back on it after they know it's Pee Wee first, but you know, but mm -hmm. I'm sure there was plenty of people that walked in in nineteen eighty five and and had no idea what this Pee Wee was all about, you know. And then it's up to the, you know, it's definitely up to the viewer. Like, you can reject it, or I suppose you could walk out. I don't know why you ever walk out of a theater, but. Um, what a weird review I just read. What's that? Dave Kerr from Chicago Reader. Rubens always lets us feel superior to his creation. And when his character slips, as it does more than once in the first feature outing, his own condescension shows through. His own condescension? Uh -huh. For his audience? I guess. I didn't get that at all. No, that sounds like some yeah. word salad from a stuffed shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Well put. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as the guy who's usually the stuffed shirt around here, I mean, I got to say that's, that's way off base. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're going into this, like, thinking it's a real movie, then you didn't see a preview. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like you didn't, like, you know, I mean, I could see how, like, if you have a stick up your butt and you're forced to review movies every week, and then you're like, oh, what's this? Maybe, but <laughs> you can't, you can't, if you're, if you're like, I'm a film reviewer and I had to watch P.B. Herman movie, uh, yeah, I get it, but... <laughs> Yeah. It's just I don't know why you were saying that you reminded me of the, the that great sight gag. It's so stupid when he's in the bar and, and you know he's like, "I say we let him go." And they're like, "No," and he goes, "Well, don't I get a last request?" And so he decides to do what he does, which is fucking weird. But when he goes to the 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 uh, the bus boy 
and he takes like the guy takes off his clogs and he goes from like he goes from like six and a half feet tall to like four and a half feet tall. (laughs) I like that. That's That's so funny. Well, it's the little jokes that are hidden between the obvious yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah. Good. Cause the, like, little, the little details. You know, is it Jan Hooks? You know, her speech is like, there are thousands and thousands of uses for corn, all of which I'll tell you about right now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you actually have to be paying attention because right. uh, that's you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is, when yeah. he's with the waitress and, she, and she's like, but, and he's like, everyone I know has a big butt. You know, he doesn't, but he doesn't, that's not even tell me about your big butt. Yeah. Yeah, Tell me about your big butt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, yeah, I just, I just want to live in Pee Wee's world for a couple more days. Did they ever make another movie after Big Top Pee Wee? Yeah, there was another one. There was? Yeah. It was a recent one. 2018 or something? 2016? What the hell is um, that called? Big Top. Oh, it's not Big Top. Peewee's Shoot. No, it's not Peewee's Shoot. It's Peewee's Adventure. Peewee. I just looked it up, but I, it's, it wasn't. I couldn't find it to watch anywhere. Hmm. But it's it the trilogy, I guess. It was the. Come on. Oh, Peewee's Big Holiday. Big Holiday. Did I? Yes. Did you guys see that? No, I, I was mad when I saw that. And I'm like, wait, where is it? And I couldn't find it anywhere. I mean, it's on Netflix, isn't it? It says it's on Netflix. It's not currently on Netflix, I don't think. It's not? Oh, wait, maybe maybe it has. Did they take it down? Wow, Gene Sisko put this movie on his list of worst movies in 1985. What? He really hated it. I mean, it was a good year for movies. But come on, worst movies of the year? No, it's ridiculous. Oh, no, it it is not Netflix, isn't it? Damn it. I might have to watch that now. I can't. I, I must have watched this at some point. I'm kind of shocked that none of us have watched it. Honestly, yeah. I watched a, a little clip when he's making a, a milkshake for Joe Ma- Man- Manganiello. <laughs> I can't say his name. Manganiello. Manganiello. <laughs> yeah, he's making like a chocolate milkshake for for him. It was huh. amusing, you know. I was like, oh, that's that's fun. I wonder if that is that the the clip or uh, just just a random. Hmm. Random one. Huh. Are we still reviewing a movie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a song. Have we? <laughs> uh, yeah. maybe, have, have we reached the end of uh, of, of the big, big adventure? adventure? Have, have we said everything there is to say? I mean, we could we could keep going, but I think we've hit the hit the big points here. <laughs> I like the I like the the ending when they make the movie out of his life. Oh, I love yeah. it! I love when he's he's got the cameo in it. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's looking around. He's looking at the thing. he looks at the, the camera, camera. Like three times. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great. He's got his big line, "Aging, Mister Herman." <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who James Brolin was back back then. Oh yeah, I mean we all knew Morgan Fairchild, but. Should I have known who James Brolin is? Yeah. I mean, other than the he's, dad of Josh Brolin. I mean, he's. I guess he is a little uh, before our time. 
our generation, but I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's in the original Amityville Horror. I, I always think of him as that. Oh, okay. and, and Westworld, too. And Westworld. Okay, I should know him from that. I haven't seen that for a while. Yeah. He's in, he's in, he's in a lot of stuff. You've probably actually seen. But. I mean, he was in that comedy, that sitcom show uh, a few years ago, and I blanking on the name of it. Oh, yeah. I, I know he's like the grandparents. and Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny. Um, Hank, one of the Hanks guys is in there. Hanks. Brother, uh, Some son? Hanks? <laughs> no, his brother. Who's his younger brother? Ah, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember James Brolin being pretty funny in that. Yeah. But I did not know that he, that that was sort of an in, inside joke because he was considered for James Bond at, at one point. Oh yeah. So that making him like a James Bond, Pee Wee Herman was, was an inside joke, I guess. Yeah. There was there was a little double up from a very recent review. Uh, Last Action Hero. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. The butler who answers the door at Francis's oh, yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Tanaka. Yeah. Yeah. Is was in Last Action Hero too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's another double up too. Um, one of the hobos at the end that are watching the movie mm-hmm. is the old guy who rents the um, the the apartment to Patrick Swayze on the farm and and <laughs> what Roadhouse. he's in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Je- Jesse, whatever his name is. Or... Yeah, I don't yeah. remember. What, I don't know what his what his real name is, but I recognized him. Huh. That's that's a good catch because if you he, he's not on screen very long it's, it's he's not other... but he does he has like I think he had one line okay like thanks for the zag nut or where the fuck he gave yeah, what, him it was what, like he gave him some something from the the snack bar didn't they give him some something that he made a joke out of it not I don't know oh no that you did French fries to for what's the name yeah yeah whatever yeah Judd <laughs> Apatow was one of the producers on. Oh no, that was Big Holiday. Sorry, that's big. Okay, Judd Apatow is one of the producers on um, Big Holiday, and Mark Mothersbaugh was the did the music for Big Holiday. Oh, that's a plus. Mm. He's the Devo guy, right? He is the Devo guy. Yeah, who does the Wes Anderson movies? And he also does yeah, Wes Anderson and everything else too. He does tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, Dang. shoot, yeah. It's, uh, I wish I had seen it. Just no, uh, oh, you still can. Perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about it next week. <laughs> Yeah. What Speaking are we, of next week, next week. What are we doing next week? <laughs> well, are we going to the nineties? Not nineties. Seventies. We're gonna stay in the same decade, and it is uh, getting spooky time here. So I don't. Hey. I thought somebody's got to pull the trigger here. Might as well be the guy that hates horror movies. <laughs> no, so I, don't hate, do, I don't hate. Horror you movies, do a just, tame one like House. I well, in true silly Sean fashion. I'm going to do one. I have not seen, but I know the director. I know some people in it. Um, Oh wait, shit. Sorry. It's not eighties at all. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> it's nineties. <laughs> ah, so I was ah. right. You were right all along. You, you were, I got to get on your wavelength. What, what 90 year do you is think it, it is? Scream? It's not scream. He's had to have seen that. Come on. <laughs> it's 1993. 93. Um, the director is, um, known for his creatures, I guess, for what, his, among other things, his creatures. Well, oh, is it? Is it? Did he do Lord of the Rings later? 
No, similar though. Oh. I mean, you know, similar. <laughs> they look similar. <laughs> is it? It looks like. Is it? It looks um, like Peter Jackson. Yeah. Is it and Guillermo is, del Toro? It is Guillermo del Toro. Is it Kronos? It is Kronos. Wow. Oh, I have. I have not seen that either. I don't think. I saw, I, I saw it when it came out or shortly after, but I haven't seen it since. I don't remember it at all. Cool. That's good. I can't um, remember if I saw it. Who do we got in there? I think Ron Perlman is in there. In there? In there? In there somewhere? <laughs> in the mix? Uh, yeah, in there. yeah, no, it just looked, it looked like a decent movie. Well, I don't know. I don't. I, I remember honestly, liking it, but... I say that without having any real memory of the movie. Yeah, it could be a stinker. I mean, <laughs> nah, I don't think it's. By all rights, it should be a stinker. Nah. As long as, it's not as long as it's not like a Missouri break stinker. It'd be more like a. You looks know. like it's on Max. It is on Max. Formerly known as HBO. Sweet. Hubbo. So, yeah, let's, let's get spooky up in here. All right. Good call. Well, I think this is our best episode. I mean, the next will be even better, I assume. But More as of right amazing. now, <laughs> this has been a big adventure for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. More amazing than the time Michael Jackson came over to your house to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Is that movie too good to review? Uh, I don't know, man. I have it on my list. Of course, <laughs> me too. But I don't know. I've, I've almost picked it many times. We're t- uh, uh, listeners were talking about the Goonies. Yeah, I can't think of any any other examples for mouth more amazing than the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit, I can't remember. And then doesn't Chunk say, "All right, so Michael Jackson didn't come over to ho- my house to use the bathroom, but, but his, his sister, sister did." did. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, All right. That's enough movie buff. I'm out. Thanks yeah. for hanging around. And, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see you at the Kronos show. You know, he never named the bike, right? Pee Wee never named his bike, did he? No. It was just, my bike. <laughs> yeah. You think he would have a name for it? Yeah. Maybe it's in a deleted scene. And you can find like there's they made like ten of those bikes. So there's one in Pennsylvania, and there's there's some of them there around. I think it it said uh, one of them recently sold for like thirty thousand dollars. What? Wow. So wow. Some fans out there. Some fans with money. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> there's hey. a uh, obscure indie band whose name is Alreva Simone. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Are they good? I don't. I don't know if I know them. That sounds familiar for some reason. I shouldn't know that. I probably don't. No, wait. They're from Brooklyn. Were they ever in a? Um, they were in. Uh, they were in um, Twin Peaks, the new one. Oh. I mean, get out of here! I, I I'm almost that, certain. But... Nah, I could be wrong. Might be someone else. But there was a. Uh, a group of th- three women singing in harmony on Twin Peaks. I looked them up and I, I thought that was an hour. Right, whatever. I'll look it up. I'll get back to you. I'll get the interns on it. Cause yeah. every, everybody right. cares. Yeah. And you know, 
when we need when we need a deep dive into music cohen's our guy yeah yes exactly <laughs> i'm on it <laughs> i'll do what i do best music stuff <laughs> all right bye all right that's the fun with your brains <laughs>